0: BLOB TALK RADIO
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Climbing the Ivy on the Fan and Network. This is your host, Alex Patt, alongside Adam McGuinness. We have a lot to talk about tonight. We have CubsCon coming up this weekend in a very snowy, cold Chicago. We have Tom Ricketts speaking on the radio but won't be speaking at CubsCon, which is pretty controversial among many fans and media members. We also have some Joe Mann comments we like to discuss and some – Bryce Harper news or lack thereof, uh, getting kind of irritated as many are, but uh, we will get into all of that on this episode of Climbing the Ivy. Adam, how are you doing tonight?
0: I'm doing well. I'm a little hungry at the moment, but uh, I'm doing well other than that.
1: Well, I'm always hungry. And also, by the way, uh, I talked to uh, one of our good writer friends, Cody Del Mendo. He should be joining us in a little bit, so he uh, will uh, let you know when Cody comes aboard. But for right now, Adam, it's you and I. Where do we start here? I think we got to start with the Tom Ricketts interviews, and he did um, an appearance on 670 The Score and ESPN 1000 earlier today. Uh, a lot of mixed reactions from people. Uh, we all knew that he wasn't going to be at CubsCon uh, addressing the fans, but um, he addressed things like the budget. He addressed the Addison Russell situation. Uh, he addressed not being at CubsCon. Uh, you know, a lot was said, but I think what most people have gotten out of this interview is that it seems like the Cubs are going to live and die with the team they have right now. No, no big moves, nothing big is on the way.
0: Well, uh, at least yeah, for now. I mean, most of the big name guys are pretty much off the board, uh excluding of course Manny Machado and Bryce Harper. Now, other than those two guys, it wasn't a, a, like a super stacked free agent class. I feel like it was a little overhyped maybe, but uh well, it was really top Adam- heavy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Adam Ottavino came off the board today, went to the Yankees. That really upset me a little bit because that's a guy I wanted the Cubs to zero in on pretty hard because, like we've discussed before, there's a lot of question marks in this bullpen. It could end up being good. It could end up being really shaky. Uh, neither one would surprise me, and Otovino would have been a great addition to to give him a little bit more stability and, and consistency, Uh, So as we see these guys uh, keep coming off the board, uh, more and more it's looking like their options are, if they want to add to the bullpen, it's going to have to be through trade, which is going to be kind of tough considering the Cubs' farm system is pretty depleted at the moment, which isn't a knock on the front office because they're in a championship window. They've added all these guys. It was supposed to be this way. We all expected the farm system to be kind of emptied out by this point but they are in sort of a corner at the moment
1: yeah I think a lot of us kind of look at what the situation of the bullpen is and we've talked about this on this show many times you know we need some reinforcement here there's a lot of guys where you question uh, what they can do over a 162 game period we know Brandon Morrow is good is he going to be healthy we know Carl Edwards Jr. has good stuff and potential, but we need to see the consistency throughout. Uh, you don't have Justin Wilson anymore, who, for the most part, didn't work out for you. Uh, Brian Dunsing had the one good year and hasn't been really good since. Uh, Brandon Kinsler had a rough year last year. And you're pretty much banking right now on Pedro Strope and Steve Ciszek. And, I mean, those guys are good, but you got to have more than that. So, you know, where are they going to go from there? There are some guys still left on the board. Guys like uh, Tony Sip is one of them that people have been talking about. Uh, the guys that I've wanted to trade for like Tony Watson from uh, the Giants or Will Smith from the Giants. No, not the Fresh Prince, but Will Smith, the reliever. But we don't know if we're going to be able to make a trade. It depends on what the Giants want. So they keep saying they like their bullpen. They think it's a strength. Both Joe Madden and Tom Ricketts praise the bullpen. And, look, they're not going to diss anything in front of the media. They're not. But I think we all know that the bullpen needs some sort of revamping.
0: Oh, yeah. But, I mean, the question is how do you do it? I mean, you mentioned, you mentioned the Giants, and, and there are possibilities Um and obviously, they don't have to go after like the the top of the line guys, but I mean, the problem is that when there are good relievers, teams are not so inclined to trade them. Even teams who aren't projected uh, to make the postseason, who aren't aren't going to win many games, don't typically want to just empty out their bullpen. I mean, so I mean, it's a really hard. It's a really hard. Well, they get better value so, at the trade deadline. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And so it, it could go any number of ways for the Cubs in the first half. Uh, so they really, I think, they forget about Bryce Harper and Manny Michelle. I think they, their efforts really, first and foremost, should have been on the bullpen and getting some of those guys that were available.
1: I mean, you have Ryan Madsen available, Tony Sipp, like I mentioned, Jerry Blevins, Daniel Hudson, uh, Oliver Perez, Cody Allen. Cody Allen might be one that's interesting because he may be acquired under market value right now. His market value is around 14 million, but after struggling last year, you might be able to get him at a little bit of a discount and it might be a little more of a risk, but overall he's had a really good career outside one down year, but yeah, a lot of the guys we talked about earlier possibilities for the Cubs are gone in terms of free agent uh, bullpen guys, Uh, just to go back to kind of the whole budgetary thing. Uh, Tom Ricketts today on the radio uh, basically said, we have one of the largest budgets in baseball. We've put into work. We definitely signed a lot of players over the years. We have a team we like. We have a team we think is going to go a long way. We have a team that won 95 games last year without a lot of help from some of the guys we picked up last offseason. So, I mean, right there, Tom Ricketts was basically saying, look, we gave a lot of money to a lot of guys. We like our We like our team, but, you know, the guys that we have – uh, we need to step up, or the guys we gave money to last year, and we know he's mainly talking about you Darvish and uh, Tyler Chatwood and Brandon Morrow. Did you see that as a calling out of Theo? Because some people have said that as a calling out of Theo or the players themselves. Do you see that as a calling out, or do you think he's just pointing out the fact that you know the guys they signed last year didn't have the seasons they expected, and they could have the seasons they expected this year?
0: Yeah, I, I I would go with the latter. I don't – I think he would call out Theo like that. At least I hope that isn't his intention uh, when he said things. And it, I'm as frustrated as everybody else with how this off season has gone. I wish they would have been a lot more aggressive. But the flip side of that is he's also kind of right. I mean – you think about a guy like Chris Bryant. If Chris Bryant is healthy and bounces back, I mean, that's that's huge. You, you add that on to a team that already won 95 games, and then you Darvish is another one. Um, consider this. Uh, had the Cubs not signed Yu Darvish last year, I mean, he basically did not play last year. Let's pretend like the Cubs didn't even sign Yu Darvish last year. Uh, going into the offseason this year, I think everyone would agree that they would need a starting pitcher way more than they need an outfielder like Bryce Harper or, or an infielder like Manny Machado, and that would be the number one priority. So if if Darvish can be healthy and pitch all year, then that right there is a, is a huge acquisition. And so I, I think that they are just kind of banking on what they have being enough for this year because, I to be honest with you, I think it is. I still think they should have done everything they could to get better because you're in the championship window and you gotta, you got to do what you can to improve. But I said this on Twitter earlier, lost in all the, the grumblings of this horrible offseason is the fact that the Cubs are still probably the most talented team in the NL Central. I mean, it's easy for us to get caught up in all of this and say, oh, the Cardinals have improved, the Pirates, the Brewers, the Reds even have improved a lot. And, and it kind of makes it seem like the Cubs are falling way behind all these guys. But the, the reality is, is those teams improved to catch up to the Cubs. You know, I know they, they didn't end up winning the, the division last year just by a hair. But the truth is, the Cubs are still the most talented team in the NL Central. And whether they make major additions or not, that they, they should have enough to win it.
1: Yeah, I think there's a difference between saying the Cubs are not a good team and the Cubs are a good team, but we really want them to improve to maximize the window. I don't think anyone is sitting here saying, oh, the Cubs are a bad team, even though, you know, some of the frustration can come off as that, like, oh, look at what the Brewers have done, like you said, look at what the Cardinals have done. Here we are not doing anything. We got Daniel Descalso, that's it. The Cubs are a good team as it is. They are. Now, could you question if they're good enough to win a World Series compared to some of the other teams without improving? I think that's where the the frustration starts to be uh, – what's the word for it? It it starts to be reality, that you can say they're a good team. You could say they can make the playoffs. But if you don't make any improvements – Are you really a World Series contender? Is Albert Almora going to grow? Is Kyle Schwarber going to continue to grow? Is Jason Hayward going to take maybe another step? Is Hugh Darvish going to be healthy? I mean, if you got more improved guys to add to the roster, like a Harper or you traded for someone, then you would probably say the good team as it is just made their chances better. So I think that's where the issue is. They're a good team. They have chances, but they haven't made their chances better as other teams around them have made their chances better.
0: Right. But going back to your question, you know, we all agree they're a good team. They're good enough to win the the Central again, as they are, but are good enough to win a World Series. I think the answer to that is pretty obvious, yes. I think even as they are right now, I still believe that they're a top three team in the National League. And so I think they do have enough to win the World Series. And, look, they're going to make some additions at the deadline, too. We can't, we can't forget about that fact, that you know, we'll have a better understanding of what their real weaknesses are by the trade deadline, and I'm sure that they'll, they'll do whatever they can uh, to fill those holes at that time. Uh, that, uh, that'll at least give us a good idea of where the bullpen is at, because I think even as the bullpen is right now, it could be okay good enough I think to tie them over for the first half. but I, I absolutely think they're a good enough team to win the World Series right now even without Bryce Harper. I mean look at the Nationals that they, they never they never even sniffed a World Series and Bryce Harper wasn't the only good player they had. They had a, a dominant sure. rotation and they had a they had a really great core of players. Uh, Zimmerman was playing better. You've got Trey Turner. Anthony Rendon is one of the most underrated players in the league, I think. I mean, yep. that guy is is solid. So the Nationals were a really good team all around. And with Bryce Harper, they never even got close to a World Series. So I don't think that inserting Bryce Harper on the Cubs necessarily makes them a lock to get there.
1: No, I mean, nothing would make them a lock. I think it would just increase their chances. Just to stick on Bryce Harper for a moment, uh, we look back at what Tom Ricketts said, and, you know, he said, you know, we have a budget. We have to pay really high taxes where we are. Took a shot at Alderman Tunney. I know there's some bad blood there. Uh, You know, they're spending a lot of money on the ballpark and the surrounding areas. They are spending a lot of money, and they have spent a lot of money. They have one of the biggest payrolls in baseball. I understand they're needing a budget. What frustrates me is that right now it appears that they're giving themselves absolutely no wiggle room to do anything, I, I, like not being able to afford like an Adam Warren. That kind of stuff is what bothers me. You can, you know, they can say, look, we don't want to give Bryce Harper $400 million. I mean, that's more understandable in my opinion than going out and saying we can't really afford anything right now. I know you have a big payroll. I know you're spending a lot of money, but you are one of the top revenue teams in baseball. You should be able to afford something.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're, you're absolutely right about that. You know, spending $400 million on Manny Machado or Bryce Harper, you're right. That's, that's absolutely ridiculous to expect your team to do that. But yeah, when they came out and said that we'd have to get creative uh, to even be able to afford an Adam Warren type reliever, that's like, what? Are you kidding me? Right now, that's ridiculous. Because that's ridiculous. yeah, see, yeah, see I, I don't even, I don't know if I believe that. That could, that report could be wrong. Uh, but if that's true, then that makes the the Plano signing look absolutely idiotic. Spending twenty million dollars on a starting pitcher when you to be honest, you could probably get somebody in your own system to do what Cole Hamels is going to do. Or uh, if not, I think they've at least got the kind of prospects that that you could trade for a pitcher who could do what Cole Hamels is going to do. I mean, we we all knew that he was getting overpaid either way. We were okay with that, but that was before we knew they were (laughs) so cash-strapped. I mean, I just can't believe that that's the case, that they would have to get creative to sign a reliever. Because if that's true, then they've made some really bad moves in hindsight. Yeah, for sure.
1: And, uh, you know, in addition to that, Tom Ricketts said, we're not the Yankees, we're not the Dodgers. Uh, I don't know if I would have said that on air, frankly. I just don't know if that's something an owner should be saying on air. I know a lot of people were kind of like, really, dude? Come on. Why would you say that? But... Right now, the Yankees and the Dodgers, the reality is they have mega TV deals and the Cubs are still working on theirs. And from the sound of it, Rickett says that it might still be a while before they figure that out. Uh, I was wondering if the convention was going to be the time that they were going to announce that. Now, Tom could have just been bluffing and they could announce it at the convention, but I think if he's telling the truth there, then we probably won't hear about that for a while. Uh. I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to hit budget-wise, but I think overall the frustration comes in where we know how much money they make, and it, it seems ridiculous that they have to get created to get a reliever, like you said. Look, I just saw a rumor on Twitter saying don't count the Cubs out on Harper. I think right now it's best to just forget him. It's not going to yeah.
0: happen. Yeah. It, it's, just,
1: it's, I, it's not going to happen.
0: You know, at, at this point, I'm so sick of all the speculation and rumors and everything every single day. That at this point, once those guys do sign somewhere, it's not even going to be exciting for me. I'm just going to no. be like, whatever, because I'm I'm just so done with it. I'm so sick unless and tired of Cubs, it. But <laughs> yeah, unless it's the Cubs, but I think we we're all at a point now where we've accepted that that's just not going to happen. But I mean, at, right. at the same at the same time, I. I also I hate seeing all the the collusion talk on Twitter. Everybody thinks that the the fact that Manny Machado and Bryce Harper aren't signed yet is a sign of collusion, which I, I talked about in in our uh, Cubby's crib chat today. That's preposterous to think that that could even happen, because it, you think the owners are really getting together and saying, okay, let's let's not sign this guy for more than this much money. I mean, what's to stop a team from offering up a little more money? For him. And then all of a sudden it's working just like regular competitive market for a free agent. I mean, it, it makes sense that they're still unsigned at this point because both of these guys have pretty much made it clear uh, that it's that they want a bidding war. That They both want to make historic money this offseason. Especially guys when like that, Bryce Harper's agent is Scott Boris. Yeah, yeah, Scott Boris, exactly. I mean, both of these guys, you don't see talent like that hit free agency at that age. Very often. I mean, it's one thing when a a top-tier guy becomes a free agent uh, when he's 30, like like that usually happens, but when these guys are in their mid-20s, so it's a different story, and so it makes sense that they want to wait as long as they can to see how this plays out to see who's going to bid the highest. I don't think that that's a sign of collusion.
1: Yeah, I mean I don't really buy the collusion stuff either. I mean if you want to say that the system is broken or you want to say there's just a bunch of issues with the way things works and uh, the CBA and whatever is, you know, not it, things are not in a good spot. Yeah, it's not okay. It's not perfect. That's fine. No, it's certainly yeah. not. I just I, I mean, don't think that there's a big collusion
0: against the players and the owners. Right. I mean, look at Jason Hayward. It even took Jason Hayward a long time to sign, and then look at the money he got. I mean, before we knew he was going to more or less bust a little bit, even before then we knew that they were overpaying him. He was getting way more than what his actual value was, but the fact that it took him so long and that he got such a massive contract, that right there is proof in itself that the collusion isn't happening.
1: Yeah, so I'm almost at the point where I just want to mute Bryce Harper, Manny Machado on Twitter. I just, I'm just i sick of hearing the rumors. I'm done with all that stuff. It's just endless babble. Oh, he could go here. He may go here. The Manny Machado White Sox stuff especially is getting really weird. It, he was offered eight years. No, he was offered seven. He was offered under 300. Actually, he was offered under 200. No, those are all false. It's just it's maddening.
0: I'm so yeah, sick yeah. of it. Yeah, it's like you said, Well, because a lot of this stuff, it, it, these reporters keep contradicting each other. So you we're, you get to a point where you, you have no idea what to believe, what could even be close to the truth. And Manny Machado's agent even released a statement saying, look, none of this stuff is true. Exactly. So that's why you take
1: everything with the biggest grain of salt. And even with this Harper Cubs rumor that came up today, you just say, you know what? At this point, I'm not even going to get sucked back into it because nothing has been anywhere close to what people thought it was in terms of all these rumors over the last few months. Everything ends up being false or not true, or something was wrong or misreported. So, just it's not even worth paying attention to now. And wherever they sign, wherever they sign, I just think for me, with the way the front office is talking, and I know they're never going to show their cards, but. I think it's pretty obvious that they're not going to do anything big based on what everyone has said, whether it's Ricketts, whether it's Epstein, whether it's Joe Madden. And, look, Joe, I wanted to talk about Joe Mann for a minute because he spoke at that charity event the other night. Somebody asked him about Bryce Harper. He said, without a pause, it's not happening. Move on. He's not right. going to tell you what's going to go on. But I think it's pretty clear it's not going to happen when – it's just it's pretty clear. And you know what? If we're wrong, I will gladly admit I'm wrong. But ask any Cubs fan right now and they'll probably tell you, Yeah, I'm pretty much out on the idea of Harper, because it's probably not going to happen even if we do want it to
0: Yeah, I'm I'm one hundred percent totally fine with not getting Bryce Harper. Um I'm not exactly okay with them not putting in maximum effort to try and get him. I would have liked to have seen them make a harder push, but in the end I I would not have been upset that they didn't get him. Uh, That being said, though, they they still have some question marks on this team. They still have some areas that they needed to shore up that they just haven't. Uh, Infield depth is still a question mark right now. I mean, we're not sure who's going to be full-time shortstop all season long or second base. Uh, that's a big area of concern. And then, yeah, the bullpen again. It's uh, there, There's still things that they needed to do uh, to, to make this a more complete team, and they have not done them yet. And it, it's looking like their options are so thin right now that there's not a whole lot they can do until the trade deadline.
1: Right, and the other question is, are you going to keep Addison Russell? Are you not? And, again, they're they're still in the middle of all this. And, you know, I just – Really sick of
0: that oh, right. too. No, I really kind of, wish it's kind of looking like they're going to right now. Yeah, it does. And I really Rickett don't agree with that he's but... going to get a second chance. I don't know. I, I have I have mixed feelings on the, on the, on the matter because you know we talked earlier about Ricketts not uh, not facing the music so to speak and talking about Russell. That not talking about the Russell thing at, at CubsCon, I think I excuse because. I mean that's that's a that's also a family matter. That's not just a baseball thing that's that's a family thing as well. and I could see the reasoning behind that as like respecting the privacy of that entire family. Melissa included I mean
1: maybe Melissa wanted more uh privacy from that i I don't really know i I don't you know yesterday, I'm gonna admit I was pretty critical about the decision not to face the fire. Maybe you're right. I don't know, but I can tell you right now a lot of Cubs fans are not happy about that. I mean, the whole Addison Russell thing in general, uh, but, you know, not being there to talk about it, which I think it needs to be talked about. I think fans have a right to express their feelings about the matter because it is a very serious matter. Um, but we'll see how it progresses. I think the, the, what they gave him, that the money they gave him to avoid arbitration, it was below value. And I think it makes it easier to trade or cut him. But, yeah. But, you know, right now I think their plan, honestly, is for him to be part of the team when his suspension is
0: over. I, I really think yeah. that. It, it, it could be. And, you know, one thing that we have, to, we have to remember as fans is that as far as what is happening uh, off the field behind closed doors it is, you know, we don't know. We don't know what's happening, and so you know maybe Addison is taking uh, the proper steps. Maybe he is trying to actively do something about the situation. Uh, I would certainly hope that he is, but we don't know. Uh, I mean, some some people act like this this is uh, being complicit. Uh, the Cubs are pretty adamant that they want to help him. They want to try to to uh, help matters, and, and maybe they are doing that. But I, I don't think that it's responsible uh, for us to say uh, that they're doing absolutely nothing about this, that they're rewarding that kind of behavior. Because if they really are uh, trying to help them through this, then I, I can understand that and I, I can commend that because I, I think that, that cutting him and, and telling him to go his own way, you know, I would be fine with that too, but I think there is something to be said uh, for for almost taking some accountability for this whole thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's certainly a lot of mixed uh, feelings about it, and fans are pretty pretty certain about how they feel about it now. But, um, yeah, we'll see how it progresses. It looks like we finally I'll... have Cody here. Cody, you there? Yeah, I'm here. How are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm, I'm good. I... I was working out.
2: I've been staying true to this workout plan ever since the new year hit. Call it cliche, but whatever. <laughs> but yeah, it was fun. I was enjoying you guys' back and forth about the situation. It's obviously a big deal.
0: Where are yeah, you at for on. sure?
2: Um, I guess I'm a little bit of both of what you said. Like, Adam, you mentioned, like, you know, it's a family thing. And like, I, I get that side. For me, it's like, I wish they'd cut them because it's just going to be a major distraction, especially given. The times that we live in, and people are always going to bring it up. And like, on top of like, Joe Madden hasn't got a contract extension. So you got that, that distraction, Madden's distraction, on top of expectations to still compete. I, (laughs) to me, it's just like, you could, uh, you could just get rid of one of those distractions and let it go. But at the same time, you know the way i think of it i think they're keeping him because they could potentially trade him to at least get some value back so it's it's a sticky situation if i i hope they can find a way to trade him as much as i would like them to just cut him as well but i'm glad i'm not the one making the decision
0: well and and i was i was raised to believe in giving second chances to people and if he really is taking uh, the right steps to 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 work back to making things right. I mean, you can never erase what what he did. That, that's never going to go away. That's, that's always going to be there. Uh, but if, if he's doing uh, everything he can to better himself uh, and, and to help his his family situation, then I don't think it's it's for us as fans to say or not we should be given a second chance.
2: Right. Yeah. Like we really don't have like a say. As fans, we don't, and it's like I believe in second chances too. It's just, you know, like I said, it's it's a distraction that I feel like the Cubs could just avoid, but they're they're choosing to take it head on, and I, I mean, I you know commend Theo for doing that. It's just a bold move, I think, given the year that we're going into.
1: What I really don't like is when media members keep asking the players to speak on his behalf because people know that they're going to say a certain thing that they're going to be stuck between not wanting to be a bad teammate or misrepresent the club or put more fuel on the fire and also condoning what he did. I think that puts them in a really, really, really tough spot. And I just, I hate when they have to speak on his behalf because it's not, it's not fair to them. They have no control over the situation they're in a lose-lose situation. I really
0: hate that. Yeah. yeah, I think even, the, the even criticism the of Kyle Hendricks especially one. has been pretty unfair. Because you're yeah. right, in in a situation like this, when you start talking to, to teammates, there, there's, there's only so many answers you can give. I mean, you can be as honest as you want, but at the end of the day, uh, it, it's all about PR. And there's really only a, one correct answer you can give uh to try and appease everyone and and that's that's just not possible you're you're not going to be able to appease everyone and so I, I think Ian Happ gave a pretty good answer yeah,
1: yeah but was uh, I, was I, I
0: i think the i think the criticism of Kyle Hendricks is pretty unfair yeah cuz you you know that they don't want to they don't want to offend anyone but
2: you know at the time they're probably just trying to you know <laughs> i don't know what else to say but not say anything bad about him but also not say anything that would offend you know people listening so is this this a weird situation to be put in so yeah I agree I wish that people would stop asking questions about it because like what what else are they going to say
1: I also feel like you know I don't know what the extent is or really how true this is just kind of a gut feeling I feel like the Cubs players are told to say and not say certain things when it comes to this situation. So their answers are even more limited.
2: Yep, for sure.
1: And look, when you're put on the spot and you have to talk about something very delicate – it's very hard sometimes to process what you want to say because sometimes it could come out wrong and you may look back at it and say, wow, I didn't mean to say that or I didn't mean to say it like that or that's not the way I really worded it in my head. Being put on the spot like that, it's just, it's hard. That's the simplest way I can describe it. It's hard.
2: You know, know, Rickett's uh, interview today, it kind of just didn't make any sense when it when it came to Addison Russell. I can't exactly remember what he said, but I remember thinking about it and just thinking, like, some of the things that he said just didn't make any sense. And I don't know. It's just, like I said, I just think it's all just one big distraction, and I, I don't think it's going to turn out good for the Cubs.
1: Well, right, because, you know, you have the PR side of it you have uncomfortable players with it. You know, they they don't want to be put in a situation where they're going to have to talk about it, but they're going to talk about it. Especially it's just, come I early think, May. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely when the suspension is up. I just I think there are way more negatives than positives by keeping Addison Russell around.
2: Yeah. yeah we He's talk about very easily replaceable, year, but Yeah.
1: Let's
0: let, let's think let's let's think longer term though for for just a minute because in this moment, you're right. I think there, there's, there's definitely a lot more negatives than positives. Uh, but if we fast forward five to six years, uh, and he's uh, and he really is a changed person, and he's he's done a lot to make amends and to better himself and, and community, and maybe even to to bring awareness to domestic violence, will we think differently? Maybe. I'm.
2: You make a good point there because there's been so many athletes that have gotten into this kind of trouble and they've kind of had a redemption story. But the thing is, is just people never forget, though. So it's just like, I don't know.
1: I also and, think you've like, got to make the move that's relevant now. You can't think about what ifs down the
0: road. Yep. Yeah, but 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 it's like we always say though, some things are bigger than baseball, and and maybe for a baseball from a baseball perspective, this doesn't look good. But maybe maybe this is bigger than that to them, and maybe they really do feel like in keeping him uh, that they can make some sort of a positive difference. Maybe maybe, and if they make changes for the better, then then great.
1: I think one of the problems is though, they better expect continued backlash, and they better realize that some of the things they do are going to seem and be hypocritical. They brought up Sammy Sosa. I think that banning Sammy Sosa and the Addison Russell stuff, that gets kind of controversial. So if you're going to do it, I mean, you're going to do it, but just be prepared to take some backlash (laughs) like that. That's what I was trying to
2: think. Yeah, the whole whole Ricketts thing, like, you know, they need Sosa to tell the truth or whatever it is. But then you're going to keep asking also, it just makes no
0: sense when you think right. about
2: what Sosa did for the the franchise, even though he did leave on a like on a bad note. It's been over ten years, and they still haven't welcomed him back and You can argue him being the best player in
0: franchise history and okay, as far as Rickett's not showing up to Cubs con. Uh, to explain himself to to fans, uh, let me say this: This is going to make a lot of people mad, and I don't really care. CubsCon <laughs> is for little kids. I know a lot of adults go there, and they like getting information and and all that kind of stuff. CubsCon is for little. It should. It's for little kids. It's for little kids who who want to meet the baseball players they watch. That's what it is. That's a, at least that's what it should be. I think it's I think it's weird a bunch of guys in their mid thirties, middle aged guys, going and fanboying over baseball players who are 20 years younger than them. It's it's so weird to me. Cubs Con is for kids, so it, it doesn't really bother me <laughs> that Ricketts isn't going to be there yeah, man. to, to detail the their, the their every strategy for fans.
1: You know, I don't think that those discussion posts do a lot to change the franchise. Um, so, you know, I, I I will say I agree with you there that it's probably not going to do much. I just think, this is just my opinion, if you're gonna do something like keep Addison Russell around, fans have a right to be heard face to face. We should for sure. voice our opinions on it to them because this is a much more serious situation than
0: not signing Bryce Harbour. Oh, they they Good know. Course. I mean those those guys they've they've all got Twitter, or at least they've got people who monitor Twitter for them and, and all that social media stuff. They know it's it's not like they have no idea what the general consensus is on the situation. Well, I know they know, but I, I think
1: it's got to be a face-to-face thing. That's just my opinion. I think voices None being is, heard I, face-to-face is, is more important to me.
0: I don't I don't necessarily agree with that. I don't think that that we that we necessarily uh deserve maybe not deserve. I don't think that I don't think it should be a face-to-face thing. I don't think it has to be a face-to-face thing.
1: We're giving them our money, though. That's what I'm saying.
0: I mean, we're the customers. We should have a right to tell
1: yeah, I mean, who we're buying that, from if, how
0: we feel. If, if I mean, it, by that logic, though, we're the ones giving them the money. Then we also should be owed uh, the chance to meet with them face-to-face to say, hey, you need to sign this guy, this guy, this guy. I and mean, that would be lumped in with the same situation. I don't I don't think they owe us face-to-face anything. Well, again, I think that making a
1: move in terms of just signing a guy is a little different than keeping around a guy that is, you know, that people, I mean, how do I say it? You know, keeping a guy that's done something very wrong and that people are very bothered by, I, just, I think there's just a little bit of a difference there. But th- that's just me. I mean, Cody, what do you think?
2: I think... I don't think it's a big big deal that he's not doing the panel, but he needs to show up and at least appear somewhere and be willing to talk to someone, whether it's the score who will be there both days and whether, like, I know they'll talk to him about more stuff if he were to do that, but he needs to at least show up to CubsCon and, you know, be prepared to take some criticism from fans that are there
1: yeah I think we all kind of see it in a different way, and you know that's fine, like I said, my opinion is my opinion that's I'm not going to tell anyone else how to feel uh but I mean you know whenever he when he said on the radio
2: today that you know they canceled it because his uh that segment or whatever was like the least popular, I believed it because like I've gone multiple times, and i agree i don't I wasn't really entertained by his session but given the year that – the off season and the year that the Cubs had last year, I feel like he definitely should have it. I'm trying to think inside his head while thinking from a fan perspective as well. And
1: it's, it's – It's not easy. I just,
2: it's just, not easy. Yeah, it's just not easy. <laughs> I guess I'm not as mad about it as most people, but at the same time, like, I think it's irresponsible that he's not going to do anything, especially when he's the owner of the franchise. And this is a yeah. franchise that, like – you know, known, like, we're not the Tampa Bay Rays here, sorry, but, like, this the Cubs are historic, so, like, he needs to take some responsibility for all this. It just seems like he he just doesn't want to face the music, I guess.
1: And we'll see as time goes on. We'll see how the Addison-Russell thing progresses. I'm sure they're going to be talking more, you know, whether it's on the radio or in interviews as the suspension expires or whether they decide
0: to trade him or not.
1: Well, we have a few minutes left in the show. Uh, Adam, did you have any other topics you wanted to discuss?
0: Yeah, I had one final thought. Uh, the discussion that we had as a group in Slack earlier, I just wanted to say that you guys are nuts. Putting ketchup on hot dogs and mustard on burgers, you guys should be totally and completely ashamed of yourselves. I don't put hot uh, ketchup on my hot dogs. Yeah, well, Eric okay. does. And 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 was it you who talked about putting mustard on a burger? Somebody did, and that's just yes, that's very that's, good. That's, yeah, that's preposterous. <laughs> that's that's unacceptable. Uh, I think that you guys should all uh do yourselves a favor and let me pick the sauces that you put on your foods because you're 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 no. it out and you're doing it all wrong. No. Get out of here. I feel like I've failed you as, as a friend, as a colleague. I feel like I've failed you that you guys are no, putting just uncultured. ketchup and mustard on stuff. What?
2: I am disappointed that Eric's putting ketchup on his hot dog. That's,
0: yeah. that's very Well, so am I. <laughs> I'm shaking so I? my head at you know right that. now. This no, is me shaking uncultured. my head at you.
1: This is me calling you uncultured. <laughs> you're uncultured.
0: Help, help I, I me like... help you, Alex. Help me help you. No, I'm a, no, I'm a, I'm a big mustard on the on the hot dog fan.
1: That's me. Heck
0: yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah especially if it's like Dijon mustard. Mm. Oh, Dijon on a brat, on a veal brat, mm. that is yeah. delicious. Yeah, that's that's good stuff. Okay, here we are. We're making
2: we're making progress here, guys. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> but no, Adam, you have absolutely no right to tell me how I use my condiments.
0: No, sir. <laughs> Well, I, I'm here to tell you now that you're, you're doing it wrong, and if if you want me to, I would help you. I, I would be willing to do that for you. <laughs> well, Buster, I'm not uh,
1: giving you any, any satisfaction of doing that. I would love to continue this conversation, guys, but we are all out of time. Adam, Cody, thanks for coming on the show. Good discussion as always. We will have more coming up next week. Hopefully we'll get some more material from Cubs Convention. Maybe something will happen. Who knows? But until next time, he's Cody, he's Adam, I'm Alex. Have a good night.